Hi, Bob. How you doing? Doing fine, Don. How are you? Good, good. Good to see you. Um, so thanks for being on the Bandmasters podcast side note series. And uh, the reason I have Bob on today is because Bob gets things done. That's why Bob <laughs> is on. Um, so Bob, you uh, did a presentation recently uh, on the Getting Things Done Method, which is a, a book written by David Allen. And I actually read that book um, a year or two ago and thought about it a lot, put a few things into place, but didn't keep up with it. And then you did your presentation. I was at a point in my life where I'm like, I really need to just take control of my tasks. Um, contacted you, bought the book, and you know, today was Friday, so today was my weekly review that I, I, I got done as per this system. Shared it with a few of my students, and, and it's definitely been a system um, it doesn't reduce my workload so much, but it does reduce the stress and it helps me manage my workload and it helps me figure out where I'm supposed to be. So, Bob, could you help us out here and maybe give us a little synopsis of the um, getting things done system uh, in, in your words? Sure. Well, thanks again for having me on, Don. I'm much Absolutely. appreciated. I'm glad you found some value in it. And um, yeah, that, that Midwest presentation was in December. And I think given the times that we're in now, it feels like it was much longer than that. I came across the system probably in about 2016, right around the time that um, we had our first child. And I just kind of figured that the way that I'd been working up to that point had to change. Um, if I wanted to first and foremost be a good father and a good husband, um, but also give my students at my program the same type of education that I've been trying to get them before then. So I kind of stumbled on that book. I can't even remember, honestly, what got me into it. I think I had started doing something and then found out it was through this GTD, that's the abbreviation for getting things done method. And then I really started to dig into it. And I remember even going through parts of it while I was up early, early in the morning on the early morning shift with our newborn daughter. And it's interesting that this is coming full circle because we were talking before this, our second child is due on Monday. Um, so I started our first child kind of with this system and I've been keeping doing it all the way through it. Um, at the very basis of getting things done, the way that I think kind of summarizes as best as I can is it's about appropriate engagement with your world. I think we as music teachers, band directors know we are some of the busiest people out there and we're always trying to do something better. You know, you can, you always want to do something different or you think about a concert you had, like, how could I have done this differently or better? It's, it seems like it's never ending. Um, but when you really get into that mindset, it can cause a lot of stress because you just kind of, you end up being the hamster in the wheel and you never stop spinning. Um, and it takes away from those moments when you should be engaged in a different way. So if I'm sitting down to dinner with my family, I really don't want to be thinking about work at that point. I've got the time allotted to do that. And I've got the freedom and creativity and openness to do that. And, you know, you have five kids of your own. I think that's just so important to be able to do. So when you're working right now, especially with your child on, you know, their homework, their e-learning, you want to be able to put aside some of the things you have to do with your work because you know you'll have that time to do it. And the way to really do that, it seems almost trivial and simplistic, is just to write stuff down. It's just to start with that first stage that David Allen calls the capture stage. It's really, if it's in your head, your head's not a great place to have it. So write it down somewhere. You don't even have to act on it in that moment. You just have to get it out of your headspace. Um, and so I, you know, 
I was, I guess a lot of people kind of almost poke fun at me for doing this, but I have the notepad still that I use um, that I gave out at the presentation, but that's my way of doing it. For one thing, if I'm with family and an idea comes up, I can just jot a quick note down to myself and then put it away. I can use the notes section on my phone, but then it looks like I'm pulling my phone out when someone's having a conversation. I just don't like kind of the way that looks. That's just a personal thing that I decide, but it kind of starts with that. And then once you've gotten some of those ideas out of your head, then you start to kind of process and organize those and say, okay, what's, what's the desired outcome for this? And what's the very next physical action I can take to do this? You know, right now being at home more, there's more home projects that are kind of staring at me more than would normally be staring at me from a normal work day. So, you know, there's a, we have a large tree in our backyard and I was looking at that the other day. I was like, you know, we should probably look into a trimming of that at some point pretty soon. And I just really hadn't even noticed that very often. So that becomes a project that I can act on. What's the next physical action I can take on that? Who do I call or do I put something on next door? It's like, hey, I'm looking for a tree trimmer in the area. Any recommendations? And so now all of a sudden these things that would stay in my head don't seem so overwhelming. Well, and that's a a great thing to to think about, which is you said it's very very simple, but it's very effective, mm-hmm. and and you have your notepad. And one of the things you know, when I told you I engaged with this system maybe a couple of years ago, but never felt uh, follow through with it. The one thing that I always did follow through with was I and I would tell my band kids this is that quoting David Allen, the brain is for creating. Mm-hmm. and not for remembering. Mm-hmm. And I think, at least for me, what happened was that I had this hurricane of thoughts going on. Um, but I, you know, no matter what I thought of myself, I'm like, I can't I can't remember more than three or four things at once. And how many things as, as a band director, as a teacher, as a husband, as a father, a spouse, father, anybody, or as a music student, how many things do you have to remember in a given day? Right. It's it's insane. So then the other part of it that later on, after I talked with you, that I really got going in on was the next action. Mm-hmm. And that's an incredibly powerful thing. So would you mind going into maybe a little bit more example of what a next action is and and tell us, even if it's very silly about it, but like how specific do you need to get with the next action on a specific project? And if you want, I can get, maybe give you an example of some projects to, to prompt you. Sure. So I think David Allen would define next action as that very next physical thing you can do to get something moving on it. Um, and he defines projects as really just a series of actions you have to take to complete them. So even... I kind of thought as music teachers, like a concert would be a project that we would take on. And every concert we have has a next action associated with it. And it may not be like this note at this time, but it's more like the program for it. You could even say the program is a project, almost a sub project in that sense. So the program has a desired outcome. And maybe that's something that you can delegate to somebody else. Maybe you have somebody in your school, or maybe it's something that the students do, that they create the program. But that could be considered a next action. And even that has to get written down somewhere so you can track it. And there's a lot of great things and resources that you can do to keep track of those things. Like I use Todoist um, for a lot of those yearly reminders of things. So I might have a fall band concert file. And within the fall band concert file, I've got yearly reminders about the program for that. Now, it's more more than likely I won't forget to do a program, but what I don't want to do is two days before the concert realize, oh no, 
I haven't done a program yet. And now all of a sudden I've added something that I wasn't anticipating. And those things will come up. That's life and that's natural. But I knew as a young teacher, I was relying way too much on what things I just remembered doing my first couple of years. And as you do this longer, things can slip through the cracks. So that's how I use that. But the next action list that I keep is just a really simple Google sheet. And I have the next action, but I also have... Um, the location. So essentially what I can do is I can sort where that task has to be done. So if I have an email as a next action, I can sort the Google sheet by emails. And so when I'm in front of my computer, I can just rattle off a bunch of emails all right in a row because I'm near a computer that way. Or if there are phone calls I have to make, texts I have to send, I can put the location as my phone. And then just in front of my phone, I've got five minutes, 10 minutes. That's what I do it that way. I'll also can sort it by date. Maybe there are some things that have to get done by a specific day. Maybe they have to get done by a specific day of the week. I can sort all those things that way. So the next action list is pretty, is pretty key. And I think one key with it is to know that it'll never be completely empty. There's no such thing as ever getting completely everything done. And, and even in his book, Alan says the key to getting things done, it's weird to say, is not about getting things done. It's about that appropriate engagement with your world. And that, that you were mentioning, that idea of your mind is for having ideas, not holding them. And so for me, especially when I'm in the building, you know, in a, in a typical setting, not like, you know, now, obviously, but I'm in the building, when I'm working with students, that notepad I carry is really good. Because if something comes to mind, I can just jot a note to myself and keep working with my students, and not just sort of say like, well, I better hope I remember this. Or when I'm working with students, I don't have to think about the, the papers on my desk or the email I didn't get to or the phone call I didn't make because I know I've got time to do those things. So it allows me as a teacher to be more present with my students because I think as teachers, we want our students to be present with us. So we want them coming into our classroom with an open mind, being present and not thinking about the other things that might be going on in their life. I think we as teachers owe them the same. Okay, so we've got um, all this great information, Bob, about um, how, how to maybe put this in place when you get started. But let's let's talk about that next action. What could um, maybe our students at home or teachers, band directors, uh, anybody do to maybe put this thing into place now? So I'm not trying to, to hawk the book or anything, but if you do uh, have access to go buy it through Amazon, actually for um, high school students, there is a book called GTD for Teens, which essentially was written by a couple of teachers in conjunction with David Allen and people that work for him. And it kind of simplifies some of the processes too. Um, and it's very current and relevant and makes connections to social media uses that students are doing right now. Um, so it's, it's not a dated book by any means, but if you don't have access to that, that's fine. You can still get started. You can check out their websites you, know, you can do a Google search of David Allen and GTD and see what stuff's available there. But if you don't even want to do that, just start by doing one of David Allen's activities, which he's not claiming copyright to. It's called a mind sweep, where even if you just take five or 10 minutes, just think of anything that's out there and just write it down. You can probably find just on a Google search, people who've PDF what's called an incompletion trigger list where David's gone and created two different lists, a personal and a professional list. And he'll give you some tips along the way. Like, so on your personal list, there might be things related to your house or where you live or your taxes or anything like that. And so as you look at this list, you can say, oh, that's right. I got, I've got to cut 
talk to this person and just write it down. It's almost like what you would do if you were trying to write something and you take 10 minutes just to do a brain dump and it just, you'd use that to kind of clear out the cobwebs and get started that way. That's probably the first thing you could do to really get started. Then once you've done that, then you kind of hit that next step where you start to decide, okay, what am I going to do with these things? Because David Allen does not like to-do lists because to-do lists turn into things that just don't have clarity to them. And I'll give you an example. In the Minesweep, we actually did this during the, the Midwest presentation. We made a reference that somebody may have written mom on, a, on this list. And that's great. But it was around the holidays. So what did mom actually mean? Was it I have to go buy a gift for mom? I have to call mom? I have to text her? What do I need to do with that? That's the next step. That's where you start to clarify. But really, once you start doing those couple things, you're going to find you're going to have a lot more mental space. You're going to have more clarity. And I think the key point of all of this is you're going to have more sort of creativity, more creative ideas come to you because your brain's not going to be overloaded with some of those things that have been kind of gnawing at you for a while. So really, to, to sum it all up, just start by writing stuff down. You know, if you have 10 minutes, I mean, we're all home right now. So if you have 10 minutes and can find some time to, to you know, be quiet or listen to something, whatever, just start writing stuff down of things that come to your head and go from there. You don't have to do everything that you write down either. It's fine to throw things away. It's fine to say no to things. Um, a couple of things I've, I've discovered through doing this is um, I don't do everything now. And I'm, I'm not promoting this because I want people to go and do all kinds of stuff. No, it, it's a freedom to it. So I can watch, you know, whatever's on Disney Plus with my wife and daughter and feel fine doing it because the other things aren't creeping up because I know I've got a place for them. So if you're a golfer, we go back to golf being a socially acceptable thing, whatever that is, you can go out and play and spend four or five hours out in the course and not feel as bad, you know, to do that. You're not using it as an escape from your work. You're using it because you deserve the time to yourself. Um, so it's not a way to try to make more work for yourself. It's a way to balance the work so that when you're doing the things you really love to do, you're fully engaged in those things too. Well, great. And is there, you know, I talked about apps maybe, I mean, my understanding with this system is there's not maybe a perfect way to do it, but you can find a way mm -hmm. to do it and just stick with that way. So what do you, what are your thoughts on that as we close up? Yeah, there's a lot of apps out there that use components of the system. Um, the GTD company itself hasn't come up with an app that they like sort of use on their own. They're trying it, actually. I wouldn't be surprised within a couple of years if they do have it. I use Todoist, which is a task management system. It's a task management app that you can use on any device. Also, you can use with a laptop or anything like that, that incorporates a lot of the same um, types of things. But you can use it through Google. You can use it through, I know a lot of people have used Google Tasks or Keep or whatever system honestly works for you work can work. Like I had a, um, an app I used for a while, it was called Brain Toss. And it was essentially the same idea where if I wanted to take a, a note down on my phone, what Brain Toss would do is then it, you could program it to send directly to your inbox in whatever email you wanted it to. So it was just one step into the other that way. Um, I've known people who've used Wonderlist. I've known people that have used Evernote and all kinds of different planners and things that are out there. And Alan kind of just says, whatever works for you, works for you. When he's created the system, there were barely computers. I mean, the PC was barely a thing when he started doing this. So he's very used to using pen and paper for a lot of this stuff. So, and I still use a lot of those elements too. But the primary app I use is Todoist. 
Well, fantastic. Well, Bob, thank you so much. I, I hope this is going to help some people and they put this system into place. And uh, like I said, I, I certainly uh, am grateful for the, the time you took with me earlier this year. It has certainly helped me to get things um, in order a little bit. And, and as you said, be engaged in the task that I'm supposed to be engaged in at that point. Well, Don, thank you so much for having me. This is a great thing you're doing, not just for you know teachers and band directors, but for anyone who wants to listen to it. So we appreciate it. Uh, all your content has been great. And uh, yeah, looking forward to what you continue to do with it. So congrats to you on not only doing this, but you've got your family that you balance. So that's very impressive. So keep up the great work that you're doing. Thanks, Bob.